Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. And we are back. Uh, I'm really excited about this episode, Mike, uh, because we're going to talk about something that is super simple, but I think is going to make a huge impact. It is something that we are going to ask for each individual to look in their life and apply. And I really believe not only in our leader's personal life, but also whenever it, it, it gets taken on by the group, I think it is going to be a game changer at Long Hollow and for Sumner County. And this is just a simple strategy that helps us be intentional in the relationships we already have with those who don't know Jesus. And so, you know, to say it's an evangelism platform, but again, evangelism, sometimes we think of just sharing a message or sometimes we think of just, do, you know, going and doing some social justice things. Um, I, you know, for me, what this strategy does in my personal life is it helps me look with um, the right eyes, with gospel eyes, uh, and, and identify people in my life who don't know Jesus and intentionally pray for them and invest in those relationships and look for opportunities to share my faith. And that's what I think this is going to do um, both in our leaders' lives and in our groups. And so I set this up pretty big, Mike, so we're going to actually need to really do well on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so with for, without further ado, let's talk about who's your one, Mike. Explain this strategy to us. Well, it's called who's your one, not Hoosier, like the Indiana Hoosiers, <laughs> but who is your one, <laughs> to be clear, right. uh, is where we individually are identifying that one person in our life that we know is lost and that we want to start um, creating opportunities to share the gospel with them. So in this strategy, the first thing that we do is we, we have these little cards. Uh, on one side, it says, who's your one? And on the other side, it's got a blank. And you simply are going to write in the name of the person that is your one. So Joe Smith, you know, yeah. Gary, whatever that name is, you're going to write that name down on the card. Now, why do we need to write the name down on the card? Why isn't it enough to just say, hey, this guy's my one? I think that mm. psychologically, there's something that happens in our brain when we write down the person's name, that this is the person that is my one, uh, yeah. there is, um, there's some finality to that. You know, there's some, it, it's kind of setting in stone or in concrete that this is the person that I'm focusing on in my prayer life. Yeah. Uh, and in our threefold kind of strategy that we're going to get into a second, this is the person that, uh, is my one, uh, and in the life group and in the D group and that kind of thing uh, that people are going to know that this is my one. Much like the covenant with D group stuff, right. it's symbolic of something bigger, but there is something there that brings accountability to it. I will say though, you made that kind of like that it's a serious deal, which it is. If you're like, you know, extrovert, butterfly, you know, social butterfly, extrovert, <laughs> and you have like seven names you want to write down, just go ahead. You, yeah. you can play seven. Who's your seven? And we'll play who's your one. Like, don't worry. It's okay. It is important, but you can put more than one name down or add somebody on appendixes, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, I am not that extrovert. Um, but. <laughs> 
Uh, so we've got our name written down on the card, right? But mm-hmm. that can't just be the end of it. We're not accomplishing anything by writing the name down on the card. So Vic, mm-hmm. what do we do after we've got our name written down? Yeah. So hopefully everybody, you know, you can, we can take that step. We can think of somebody in our life, one person who doesn't know Jesus or is unengaged with the church. And again, we, we joke about this all the time, Mike. Okay. Pick somebody you see on a regular basis. You know, so if there's a, if there's a choice between somebody that know Jesus, between Sumner County and <laughs> Seattle, pick the one in Sumner <laughs> County, please. So who's your one? We think about people that are close to us in proximity, and we're going to ask each person to do three things. Um, So you're going to pray daily, invest weekly, and invite to the next right thing. And so that pray daily piece, we're praying for their salvation, and then we're praying for our opportunities to share with them, and, and not just to share a message. Like, for instance, right now, I have my one is somebody in my neighborhood who has been very open. He, he told me, he said, I'm going to convert you to atheism. You're not going to convert me to Christianity. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, here it's we go. It's a good place to start. Exactly. You know, and so maybe the next step is just for me to, to be able to have a, just a conversation where I can get to know him more. Like it's not just a prayer for a salvation message. Let me walk you through uh, the Roman road or the bridge. It's just it, opportunities to continue to have spiritual conversations or meaningful conversations with that person. So we're doing that. We're praying daily. And then also we're investing weekly. Now, the, investing, what I mean by that, it can be something super simple. Investing weekly could be sending a text message to that person and just saying, hey, thank you so much uh, for whatever. Or, hey, I uh, just wanted to see if there's anything that you need. Um, if, I think you always mentioned Mike going and getting their garbage can from the road and, and bringing it back up. Yeah. You know, it's a simple thing that you can do. You could have them over for dinner. Um, what are, especially right now in this, in this weird season with the coronavirus and everything, what are some social distancing uh, or shelter and home friendly ways that we can invest in relationships, Mike? Yeah, that's a great question because I mean, right now the, the obvious stuff may not necessarily be an option right now. So uh, you know, there's a ton of stuff that I've been seeing people doing online in terms of, you know, dropping notes in mailboxes. Uh, I know for Easter, I saw a lot of people that were painting rocks with words of oh, encouragement yeah. on them and leaving them on the porch. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can do in terms of um, engaging with our neighbors when we can't necessarily do it face to face. But, you know, honestly, you know, between my neighbors to my left and right mm-hmm. there is no fence and to behind us too so we're still having conversations with our neighbors we're just i'm in my yard and i'm hollering at them across over to their yard yeah. uh, or if my kids who don't really understand what's going on have run over there to play with their kids then i've got to go corral right. them back up but you know they even in this instance and your neighbors are probably the 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 low-hanging fruit here uh you can still talk to them. You know, I'm seeing yeah. people on my sidewalk walking past my house constantly on mm. a regular basis. Also, I've got to do is sit on my front porch. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Good to see you. Um, yeah. so, you know, little stuff like that, it doesn't have to be, you know, if you've get an opportunity for a very meaningful, uh, interaction, then awesome. But yeah, it doesn't have to be that every time because a lot of times it's those little things along yeah. the way that pave the way for those large impactful moments. 
I think that's why I like this strategy so much too, because the next point after you've prayed daily, you invest weekly and then you invite to the next right thing. And, and I think that's key, the next right thing, because what I love about this is it's not about just sharing a message and getting, it's kind of like the gospel presentation off your shoulders and, and getting it onto the ears of the person that you're praying for. Right. And it's kind of like more about us and just getting it, you know, not having guilt for not doing it anymore. Like this has a little bit more sensitivity and it, it, it really cultivates this relational piece and this missional living where it just says, look, I'm going to pray daily for my one. I'm going to invest weekly. I'm going to invest that relationship because as we build a relationship, we build trust, which builds influence, which allows us to, that message to really have some more weight behind it. Yeah. And then lastly, when you say invite to the next right thing, you know, ideally, yes, I would love to be inviting somebody into a relationship with Jesus and 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 sharing that the the good news and that message there, and them come to faith. But the truth is, sometimes you got to invite them into your home, invite them into a hangout night at your life group, um, invite them to church, maybe. Like there's and and what I like about the next right thing is it it chooses to put the wisdom and discernment on us and say, man. What, what intentional environment could I invite them into? Where are they right now? Where do I think they'd be comfortable and we invite them into it? And so uh, some of the examples we said were life group, uh, church service. Uh, we did, that was our trivia night. That was our hangout night as a life group. Right. And that was an invite opportunity, which my one actually came to. Um, nearly won it as well. <laughs> Helps when they win and they walk away with a prize, right? That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> And so these are those movements, pray daily, invest weekly, and then invite to the next right thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about what is it. That's what we're hoping happens individually in our lives, that we have that person and it promotes this missional living. Let's talk a little bit about, though, as group leaders, Mike, how do we get our groups to embrace this? Like, what does it look like for a whole group to embrace this one strategy together, a whole life group? That's a great question, Vic. I, I would just like to, you know, if we can just paint a picture here for a second, you know, and let's, we'll just use um, your guy at this trivia night as an example, right? So you're praying for, you're investing in, and you're inviting this guy, all with the hopes to eventually be able to share the gospel with him. Um, and that's awesome. You know, you're doing it, mm. but you're yeah. one person. You know, imagine if our, if our groups embrace this, not just the leaders, but the people yeah. in the groups as well, you know, that's, you know, that's right around 2000 people that have mm. all identified their one that Dang. are praying for daily, investing in weekly and inviting to the next right thing. You know, imagine the impact that that has on, you know, Hendersonville, Gallatin, White House, mm. Portland, you know, Sumner County, you know, Robertson County, Davidson County, you know, all these counties around us in Nashville and, you know, yeah. all everybody doing it at the same time. Uh, how much more impactful is that for the kingdom versus just one or two or even 10 people doing it by themselves? So yeah. it is imperative that we get our groups involved, mm. not just so that we can say we're not doing it by ourselves, but so that they can experience what it's like to see somebody that they have yeah. been praying for come to faith in Jesus Christ. Because I would be willing to wager that not a lot of Christians can say that they have experienced yeah. that outside of maybe a family member. Yeah. But I mean, Mike, we, you know, we always say though, I mean, that's a great picture. That's a, that's a great picture, but we always say, 
We got to be practical. <laughs> I love that I get to pull the practical card uh, on you. You got me this It's time. usually the other way around. <laughs> it's usually the other way around. What would it look, how do you, how could we ever get 2000 people doing that? Well, I think it's on us as leaders to get our groups involved. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to have these cards and in the show notes, uh, you're going to see a resource that's going to uh, help explain this in detail that you can walk your group through. But uh, really what it, what it comes down to is as a group, we have a night that we're meeting. We talk about this, uh, um, who's your one, explain yeah. it to the group. And then as a group, we all have our cards and we all write down that person's name. Right. Um, and then as a group, yes, we are, we we're praying, investing, inviting individually, but as a group, we're praying for all of them. Mm -hmm. So think, and in our prayer time, right? So we talk about the prayer requests in the prayer time of the group being personal and specific. What better thing to pray for every single week than each individual person's one? Yeah. And maybe it's not by name because, you know, if you've got 20 people in your group and then you know, that's 20 ones. Um, but you know, collectively as a group, you can be mm -hmm. praying for these opportunities, inviting them in. I think it, it's powerful, but they've yeah. got to see our groups need to see us doing it. Yeah. So it's us leading the way, um, as they're coming along with us and coming alongside of us to do this. Mm. So in the life group, the hangout night is, the prime example of a place to where this is where you're inviting your one and the whole group is yeah. doing it. So you're, you're doing the digital trivia nights or you're doing a digital scavenger hunt or when we're back to meeting in person, then they're coming over for barbecue, you know, whatever that thing right. is. Cornhole. Yeah, obviously cornhole. <laughs> um, you know, the, the group is everybody in the group is inviting their one to that night. Um, and then, you know, if they all show up, awesome. If some of them show up, awesome. If one of them shows up, awesome. But they're all working together to invite people to that particular event. Yeah, I love that. I love the hangout night idea because, again, the hangout night's easy, and so is praying and investing in our one. It's easy, you know. And so I think the hangout nights and, and tying that together is huge. I think in the D group realm too, I, I, I think the one piece that, I mean, if we look in that D group starter guy that we did, it's actually one of the two core questions we ask every single week. We ask what here journal stood out to you and why? And then we ask, um, how have you prayed for and invested in your one this week? And so that question is what keeps our group missionally focused, that M of the marks. And when you ask that question, every one of us, maybe we couldn't have shared our faith that week, but we could have prayed for and invested, sent a text message to our one. And so that keeps us accountable to make sure that group stays outward facing. It focuses on others. And so I think when you have that hangout night and life groups and inviting your one to that, and then when your D groups have that question in their arsenal there, I mean, that's going to allow those groups really to get what you were saying, where we're going to have 2000 plus people who are intentionally investing in uh, people who don't know Jesus every single week. And man, what God's going to do through that is going to be awesome. 
And so this is, that's what the one strategy is. It's super simple um, and it's super relational. And so what we want to do is we want to give you actually the resource in the show notes that are going to, that's going to help you uh, begin to identify somebody in your life, your one, and then uh, make a commitment of praying, investing, and inviting. And we would encourage you as a life group leader to do this as a life group print it out and have people do it with you as a D group, do it together. And so as a group, you can be uh, doing this as Mike was sharing earlier. So I hope that is helpful for you. Um, I, I really, it has been, it's meant the world for me and helping me stay on track and always praying for somebody who doesn't know Jesus um, and, and living intentionally towards them. And we hope it does the same for you and your group. And so as always, uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you have, um, leave us a rating and review. And we are so thankful for you guys. And we are praying for you as you pray, invest, and invite in your one this week.